So does your career energize you with life or does it drain you? Recent Gallup polls show that a whopping 70% of us feel disengaged in the workplace. There's just gotta be a better way. Welcome to our authentic careers where it is my job to uncover the ideas and strategies that can help you become better aligned with your career. I'm your host, Gert Sabar, and I interview people like you and me about the twists and turns in their career paths so that we can all achieve greater clarity, meaning, and fulfillment in ours. And on this week's podcast, my colleague, and as of yesterday, former colleague, Tim Weinheimer, who, in the spirit of finding and following his most authentic career, is leaving the confines of corporate America to launch a consulting venture of his own. As you'll soon hear, Tim and I had a great conversation about his career journey to date. And what struck me as particularly interesting, in hindsight, is what I learned three quarters of the way through our conversation about one of his slightly more hidden talents, a talent for helping family, friends, and colleagues find the calm in their storms, whatever their storms may be. That kind of discovery is really intriguing to me because when it comes to our hidden talents, I'm increasingly of the belief that there's so much more to them than meets the eye, that there's an authenticity to them that's at the very minimum worth raising to our consciousness. And so I'm tremendously grateful to Tim for helping us do just that. Okay, so enough with me. Please allow me to present to you Tim Weinheimer. Well, Tim, thank you for agreeing to do this. Oh, absolutely. Thank you. I think it's a super cool idea. So question number one for you, do you ever think about the concept of purpose or mission or what it is I'm meant to be doing here on this planet? <laughs> Gar, that is a great question. I would say I too often um, in the last couple of years, uh, especially in my career, have been thinking a lot about purpose. And it's safe to say I've probably read almost every book on the topic. Uh -huh. So, you know, coasting, <laughs> coasting through, um, you know, an airport, I tend to pick up, you know, what I would call a self-help books. Yep. Um, when I should be reading something more interesting, um, I don't, I pick those up, you know, plow through it on the plane. And then I'm like, Oh yeah, that's something you already knew. Right. So, um, yeah, it's funny because I feel like I, I know, um, but there's a lot of things that always kind of keep me tethered to not, completely jumping into the purpose zone. Yeah. yeah. When did you first sort of have a sense of what your purpose might be? There, there have been a couple of things that have happened along the way. Um, I have been very active for probably 15 years in doing cycling, road, road cycling, fundraising rides. Um, a friend of mine uh, a long time ago in Dallas got me hooked on cycling and and one thing led to another. And I always had felt that that combination of my own personal passion for health and fitness um, connected with what I like to do with communications, that there was always something there in the middle. Yeah. Um, you know, but I, I never really took the time to actually figure out what that is and to translate that into something um, that would be more full-blown career relevant. If you were to define that even further... Do you have like a one-liner that you say to yourself about, oh, this is it, this is my purpose? Yeah, you know, it's funny. I went through the links um, not too long ago of actually hiring for myself an executive coach yeah. and spent 
uh, quite a bit of time, you know, putting myself under the microscope. You know, many times, like we would put a client under the microscope looking at their brand. I said, well, what's my brand? And I really got to some real clarity in that it's my biggest um, call to action for myself, if you will, is really getting people that are genuinely creative and passionate about getting to a starting line. Yeah. Um, and that, and, and that starting line is very different than a finish line in my head because I'm always never terribly interested in the finish line. Uh-huh. I've always been a headline kind of a person. Give me the headlines. Don't get me down into the illustrations, if you will. But um, I think that, that that's always been my charge is really getting people and rallying people and getting, getting teams to um, you know, new starting lines. Really interesting. Let me ask you this question from one other angle. Are you today in your career where you thought you would be when you were younger? Oh, wow. Um, not at all. I don't think so. I, I think I knew I was going to do something in communications um, simply because going all the way back to high school and college, I wrote for the paper. Uh-huh. So, um, uh, mostly lifestyles, personal interest. And then I was the lifestyle editor, um, when I was in college. So I always knew there would be something, um, you know, using the pen or creative to, to, uh, you know, take me down that career path. But, but where I am now, absolutely not. I would have never thought this. Um, what's the earliest idea you had or when was the earliest idea you had of what you wanted to be when you grew up? Um, you know, it's funny. I have a really goofy story on that. Uh-huh. <laughs> you, you, you might remember that. Do tell. Um, I, I was a kid. I was maybe seven years old. And if you remember the Irish Spring soap ads, the bar soap, yeah. Yeah. where the, the, it was like this whistling Irish uh-huh. And he, you know, pulls out the, uh, his bar of Irish spring soap and he takes out his like pocket knife and he kind of cuts it down. He cuts it, slices it like a pear or an apple. Right. And it kind of showed the inside and the cross section of the bar of soap. Well, as a kid one time, I remember I went into the bathroom with, you know, a steak knife and I tried that <laughs> myself and I thought, why am I, why did I take that TV commercial and, and try to apply that. That's not what you, that's not what the message was, was right. to go set up a bar. So, but I just remember there were a lot of things in, in, in advertising, um, especially TV growing up that they really stuck with me. Yeah. Um, and they really, you know, I'm kind of classic Gen Xer. I think that a lot of those brand expressions and the way that brands were built, um, I always thought that that was a very, cool and interesting category for me to be. Yeah, that's interesting. So, but when you're going in there and you're cutting up that bar of soap, what are you thinking? Because that seems to me like more of a fascination of like, oh, this is, you know, sort of like a scientific (laughs) physical product fascination. I'm not sure what I thought. I'm not sure what I thought I was going to get when I peeled back the layers on that bar of soap. Right. Um, And it actually was very difficult to do with the steak knife. (laughs) So, um, yeah, I, I just I just remember that, and then you know there were different things, you know the the old uh, Wrigley's double mint gum commercials. Um, in my head, I feel like I was always kind of replicating those or or replaying those because they just 
I don't know. They just stuck with me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So at that age, would you say that you had an idea that you wanted to do something in that realm of advertising or marketing or communications? Uh, I would say, yeah. I would say I definitely felt like I was going to do something that was um, what I would say is very broadcast, something that was going to you know, be um, very visible, um, something that was going to be you know, creatively driven. Yep. Um, I knew, I knew, you know, so I, I grew up on a farm, so, um, I knew what I wasn't going to be doing uh-huh. <laughs> because that, it was, it was too much work and too many hours. Right. Um, so I always knew that that wasn't going to be it. And I was really good at saying, these are all the things I'm not going to do. You know, I'm yeah. not going to be a doctor or, or something very left brain. So it was pretty easy to roll out probably 50, 60% of some of the things that were out there that, you know, I think a lot of people explore um, and they go to great lengths, they go through, get their education, they get their master's, they get their LSAT. And the next thing you know, they've gone through four different career iterations. So I feel like I'm fortunate that I never wasted a lot of time. Um, I would say I've always been in the communications uh, field. Um, it's just kind of taken on different flavors over time. I guess for the benefit of the listeners, first of all, can you tell me what it is you do today, and then you're you're about to transition, what you're going to be doing tomorrow? Yeah, so currently I am a Senior Vice President uh, Digital Strategy with Ketchum Digital uh, Division within Ketchum uh, Communications. And a lot of the work is helping clients charter and set you know, their digital goals and their digital strategy. So a much more modern, complicated version of the TV advertising that I would say I used to be interested in much younger, as you know. Um, And yeah, so now very exciting, um, kind of getting back to that purpose piece is um, I've decided to start my own digital marketing consultancy, which does um, address that combination of everything I've done in digital marketing with my personal passion for health and really now what we would consider the connected health fitness movement. So, um, so I've launched that. I'm, I'm still in the works of all of the, my own personal branding in terms of communication and so forth, but, um, very exciting change uh, indeed. Is there going to be any part of that that's going to be focused on specifically getting people to the starting line? I think a big piece of it is going to be, um, I've always had an interest in what's happening with mobile. So uh, I think the new starting line is going to be um, helping brands look at things from a mobile first perspective and a mobile first strategy when it comes to health communication. So looking at ways, whether they are launching a new product whether they are launching a new tool for tracking your fitness or managing your health, um, even things that have to do with some of the you know modern versions of electronic health records, really kind of zeroing in on how do they um, start in the right place um, and get their brand really front and center of that mobile health customer. Hey, Tim, can I ask you, what is it that your parents do or did? Um, yeah, my dad has been a farmer uh, forever. I would uh-huh. say my dad's been a farmer since he was five years old. Wow. <laughs> and my mom has always been a homemaker. 
but at the same time, uh, she uh, taught music and taught private piano for 30 years. Very kind of um, grounded, stay the course kind of people who, you know, my dad was one of those people like, do, he, he must have said it a million times, real cliche, you know, do what makes you happy um, every day. It'll never seem like work. Right. Um, he's one of those people that he, he just happened to figure it out very early on. <laughs> yeah. What what impact would you say they have had on your dis, you know career and decision making process, either explicitly or you know implicitly by by watching them and growing up with them? Um, I think for both, my, my parents are very different, um, very different personalities, very different individuals, and very different approaches to child rearing. Um, which, by the way, they just celebrated their fiftieth anniversary. Oh wow. That's awesome. Um, yeah, um, really terrific and pretty incredible. But I think the thing that is the most is that the work ethic that I think growing up on a farm and the work ethic that I've seen in my parents and even in the small community that I grew up in, that you just know how to get things done. Yep. That there's typically not a dependency on others. And then naturally, someone has to has to take the leadership position, you know, for an end result to actually ever happen, whether that's getting to that starting line or whatever. But right. but I feel like that 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 was so, um, gosh, just baked into us and uh, my six brothers. Um, wow. Yes, six brothers, <laughs> um, seven awesome. of us, and. Um, yeah, we, you know, you, uh, seriously, you talk about work, you know, and I was one of the older children. So, you know, we, when my dad was still farming with his brother, they had an original, um, about 1800 acres that they kept growing and growing. And then my dad and then my older brother kept growing. And, um, but you know, my summers, it wasn't riding there. a bike around town or at right. a pool. You were, you were on equipment on a tractor or combine or whatever you were working until you know 10 o'clock at night it's amazing um it, yeah it really was yeah we couldn't wait for school to start right. you know we were, we were like we were like this is great this is a vacation when you're seven and you're cutting up the soap and and you're you know you're clearly being impacted by advertising and being interested in it is that something you're discussing in the household is that something that's getting promoted somehow no, I think, you know, it's, um, I think along the way is you're not with family on a regular basis as the case with us. I mean, you can see them often, but, you know, um, having them have kept up with what I do. Yeah. Uh, so probably since my mom found that chopped up bar of soap in the drawer, which I, re I do recall, I hid it back in the drawer. Right. Um, that, you know, we, there's probably never been an understanding probably since my early career that they thought I, you know, if I did worked on TV commercials as an account executive and all that stuff, they're probably still at that stage because uh -huh. they themselves wouldn't, couldn't imagine what, what on earth is the digital marketing, Facebook, social media right. stuff. They're, right. they're there, but they don't know that there's marketing people behind all of that. I guess yeah. my question, my question in another way is um, how, so what happens, you know, in, in your schooling, either high school, college, at what point do you sort of start actively turning yourself in this particular direction? Yeah, that's probably, um, I would say, friend influence and uh -huh. probably mentor influence 
I was really fortunate, uh, both in high school and right after even college, um, the, my natural gravity toward relationships was the, uh, English instructor in high school. Um, just incredible, you know, just one of those people that was so passionate about communications and proper communications. And at the time, you know, AP style, um, that, I just felt like I could see myself in what she was teaching. Um, and then I think the same thing happened very quickly in um, my first advertising job where my mentor was so smart at, you know, getting to the real communications challenge, watching her in action yeah. and really watching several, uh, you know, agency mentors over time see what they do to get to the end result, which is not easy. You know, people always think that people at an agency are kind of sitting around doing all these fun, creative, right. you know, you're brainstorming and you're making TV spots and it's just all, you know, fun and games like on, on TV. Right. Um, but really there's, there's such a, a discipline to actually doing it right and doing it well. I, I know for me, it's been the early high school mentor and then even people like um, Stan Richards, you know, the founder of the Richards group, one of the all time great um, still living, you know, icons in the ad business, but seeing someone like that in action get to the really, really good idea and the really, really big idea um, has always fascinated me. I think that that's what, you know, those I've seen them get people to a starting line. I've seen them get big brands or little brands that became big brands and what it took to get them to the next place. Uh, I'm going to jump around here for a sec. On a scale of zero to 10, where zero is a total non-issue and 10 is a big, dark, gloomy shadow. Tim, how large a shadow would you say that financial considerations have had over your career path to date? I would say... Um, it's closer to the eight or nine yeah. range. I don't know if it's growing a Gen Xer in the Reagan years or whatever, whatever the programming was watching, you know, Dallas or dynasty or, yeah. <laughs> you know, but, but I feel like there's always been a thread of part of being competitive was also, you know, equated to being successful yep. and successful didn't always mean having, you know, the, the financial piece of it, but just, successful in terms of, you know, doing great work, um, being wildly responsible, probably overly responsible. I feel like the older I got, but really kind of always, you know, making, making it clear that, you know, this is what success looks like and that, that, that the onus was on me to be successful and to also help others, you know, be successful in whatever, whatever shape or form that, that might be. Tim, thinking back on your career and thinking back on your friends, family, and colleagues, is there a, is there a consistent piece of advice that folks have sought from you throughout the years? I don't know if it's been that they've sought the advice, but, you know, you would always kind of be the one to kind of look at what the business of the day was. I've always been one to try to help or guide people to keep emotion out of what we do for a living because uh -huh. it can get very, very, very emotional. I've always been the calm one to try to get people back to the task at hand. And I would say if anybody turned to me most frequently, it's for that reason, um, which then, you know, again, 
ultimately would get us to where we really wanted to go. Um, because if you've got this hotbed of paranoia that you typically have in an agency environment and, and just, you know, general freneticism about dates and deadlines and timelines and client changes to work and so forth, you know, there's a tremendous amount of paralysis that can happen. Yep. But, um, you know, I, I feel like my success in doing what we do has been really stripping all of that out and keeping everybody focused on what we're really hired to do. So would you say that people come up to you in those kinds of sort of angst-ridden moments and they're just looking for your guidance for calm? Uh, yeah, I would say, you know, I've seen, I've seen more crying than, than <laughs> you would ever need in, in the agency business. Uh-huh. Crying, I've seen screaming, I've seen yelling, I've seen people singing, you know, radio scripts because somebody forgot to bring, you know, the, the, the CD player or the whatever it was at the time. Um, you know, more people stressed out about what they're trying to do or achieve when they really should just, you know, again, kind of take a deep breath and step back and say, wow, okay, this is actually what we need to get done. Yeah. And, and, and to remind people that, you know, nobody ever said that this actually had to get done tonight or today because it's actually not going to change the client's business. Right. In some instances, yeah, it might. Issues, crisis, other things, of course. But, but in general, you, you're going to get a better product and you're going to get a better result if, if people really just prioritize their daily you know, task of whatever it is to get to the, to the goal. And Tim, where does that aspect of you come from? Where, where does that, I, that aspect of being kind of the uh, calm finder in the storm where, where do you think that comes from? <laughs> um, I, well, it, it's definitely not from my mom. Um, it would probably, <laughs> it would probably be from my dad's side of the family. And again, I would say it's, it's my own kind of compass of how I've, you know, lived my life, lived my career, but yeah. also how I've also, um, those mentors I mentioned earlier, really kind of watch them in action. Yeah. And then it's amazing because they would see, you know, conflict or confrontation and watching some of the masters just dismantle that. Yeah. I thought that is exactly how it's done. Yeah. Um, and that goes for anybody. I think in any corporate situation, the, the leaders that, you know, are quick to, um, to shut it down, dismantle it, that, that's that's impressive because you've you've in effect done your best to change a behavior so that people can go about doing what they were supposed to be doing. When you find yourself offering that kind of counsel to folks, being the calm in the storm or showing them the path to the calm in the storm, is that in any way, shape or form fulfilling? It is it is in some respects because I feel like that's that's probably where I can see, I can see that I've created an effect of change with either one individual or even with the team. Yeah. So I, you know, I can, because I, I like to see that, um, you know, something immediately, there's a result that's come from that, you know, and that, that can actually make for a very successful day because people can, you know, they can have fun and at the same time, you know, be doing their best 
you know, throughout the day because that's, they, they avoided or dodged taking something very personally that shouldn't be taken personally. A couple more questions here before we wrap up. Are there any uh, career decisions that you would today choose, looking back, that you would today choose to undo or somehow redo? Um, I would say career decisions. I, I, I'm always one that I would broadcast that I have no regrets in huh. terms of where I've gone and, and what I've done and you know, good, bad, and different um, decisions that I've made. I would say there are a couple of times I wonder if I shouldn't have been more complacent. Uh-huh. I'm not I'm not a complacent person, so you know, as soon as I see grass growing under my feet, um I'm already over here reading about something that's happening in this new category and I wonder why am I not part of that action? Right. So, you know, I think I think for me, um for some people that that works really, really well. And, but for me, um, I'm never one to look backwards. So I, I like to kind of keep moving forward. Um, you know, any kind of goofy personality survey that I've taken, um, usually it says I'm a futurist competitive. Um, and yep. I can't remember some of the others, but, but when I look at those, I'm like, they're usually pretty spot on. I'm like, it goes back to those books I always read on the plane. I don't yep. think I really need to be, read another one because I think I know. Right. Um, but it's kind of, it's those things that, that are exciting in where technology is going, where healthcare is going, where, where you see these innovations. And to me, it's, it's very attractive, um, to be a part of that. Yeah. And to help that help those guys, you know, where possible, solve things from a communications perspective. Hey Tim, if we if you're reading these books, and I'll, I'll let myself into it, and a bunch of other people, I'm sure, that read these self help self help books, and we, like you just said, you're like you don't need to read another one. You know, why do we keep reading it if we know it? Um, I it's that's a really good question. I think people are reading it because they think they're going to find out something new or different. Yep. Um, I think for me, I was reading them for validation because yeah. I've, I've always been in a really good place and I've always been incredibly fortunate in what I've done with my career and the people I've worked with. Um, couldn't ask for a better career track. Yep. But, but for me to get to something great, um, either in a current job I'm in or the next job or whatever, is that I, I feel like those are a little bit of like fuel on the fire to keep yeah. going, to keep doing better, to keep challenging myself, to keep concepting things. Uh, I've got a running list of like the craziest things of, of ideas I've concepted. I actually used to, I used to just squat on a bunch of URLs because um, I, I was thinking somebody's going to want to buy one of these because, right. you know, it's going to be big, big money. So I've always kind of kept an eye on looking ahead, um, really never looking back um, in that respect. Yeah. And then last question here, Tim, knowing what you know today, how would you advise your younger self? Be sure to try as many things early on in career adventures. So, you know, if you can get an internship, um, you know, your junior year, um, your senior year, you know, make, make sure that you know, uh, on your own that there's, 
there's so many different options and now there's even thousands more options of how you can define yourself in in um in going i don't think there's a, a playbook to say hey go find your passion at 19. i just right. don't think that that's real i think you have to go you know try on several different things but but do several different things and try different things to kind of figure out what that might be if, if you don't know it like my dad knew it since he was five right but i think if you i think if you do that you, you should go um explore a couple of those different options and the only other thing I would say to my younger self would be is to stick it out a little bit longer, um, go back to that complacency thing, to just make sure that you've gone as far and as wide and as deep or whatever in that path that you're on before you jump. Yeah. But again, that's probably called wisdom and something that we <laughs> we really don't get until later. All right. Love it. Tim Weinheimer. Really, really good. Thank you for taking the time. Really enjoyed the conversation. I did too. Thank you, Kerr. I appreciate it. Thank you for tuning into this episode of Our Authentic Careers with me, your host, Gerd Sabar. If you like what you just heard, I hope you'll let your family, friends, and colleagues know all about this little podcast. And since it's early days here at the OAC, your rating and especially your review of the show on iTunes would also be hugely helpful and very much appreciated. If you think you or someone you know would be a great guest, please, 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 please don't hesitate to reach out at ourauthenticcareers.com.